we are project up and you're listening to not just a kid a precocious child whose interests are extremely varied in nature spanning from climate change to the study of philosophy and what not the list goes on and when we talk about his interests our next speaker has come filled with a treasure trove of interesting things to talk about and since he loves talking so much why not hear him we are pleased to have darsh for the fourth episode of our podcast not just a kid hi darsh a very warm welcome we really delighted to have you in our podcast how do you feel to be here hi uh, it genuinely feels really great to be here on the podcast oh uh, that's lovely so uh, darsh as much as we know about you you're into climate activism so how about you tell us something about that how do you get into it and everything related to that so i would say it's quite an interesting story so it started last year uh, i joined a climate conference in delhi before covid started and i really enjoyed the stuff that i learned over there and i really felt the need to you know engage myself with a climate change as a whole climate activism climate advocacy and then the pandemic happened which uh, gave me a lot of time to sit and study further on the subject which i did after a lot of procrastination and it was fun reading about this stuff and not exactly i would say fun like in the starting yes it was fun but soon uh, as i realized the various various factors of climate change and the various things and data stuff it was uh, pretty distressing but uh, it was also good to uh, see that there is uh, climate activism there which is advocating advocating for the u- utilization of solutions and that was uh, the point where i started to uh, search about the groups in the area the climate groups and that's how i started to engage with climate change and climate activism as a whole oh that's really great i mean i uh, i like how this interest rooted from and how you actually went ahead with it so that's really interesting dash we've also noticed that you have a youtube channel on which you have posted the extended version of the lakshwadeep protest and that is a video i'm assuming that you yourself made so let's talk about that what is it exactly yes uh, so just a little bit of background so when i started learning about climate change i obviously as any teenager does i was obviously not learning about it each and every minute so i whenever i had free time i gained this a lot of interest in youtube and that too in more of the explainer content and educational content and that's where i started to uh, you know view and learn few editing skills editing techniques various various styles and uh, then the lakshadweep issue came in uh, around the beginning of this year and uh, when its news came in i realized that there is a gap in the coverage itself it's uh, missing out on a few points because i myself researched on it as i was a part of climate change movement at this time so i obviously researched on it and i realized that there are many gaps in the information being provided so i thought that let's uh, see if the editing skills that i have prepared myself for in the past one year can i implement them and well i did and that's how the lakshadweep video uh, came to be okay so would you like to tell us something about the lakshadweep protest like what exactly what do you think was missing on the information that you got and then uh, your research helped you find out more about it yeah so uh, so essentially the media coverage it was focused on what is happening right now the protest what it was missing was a background to the protest like 
the current plans also which to, for the reason which uh, led to the protest they also have a background there was a document released few few years back which led to these new laws which is the reason behind so many people rising up and uh, having problems and issues and uh, that part entirely was missing moreover the ecological part of the discussion was not there like what how exactly is Lakshadweep Island's ecology? What? How exactly do the islands work? How do the different atoll and coral systems work? How will they be affected by the development plans? That was not a part of the discussion. And uh, yeah, that was really the moment I realized that, okay, let's, let's get onto this and work. Well, that sounds interesting, seeing the alarming um, situations wherein whatever was missing parts and you tried to join that, that was really interesting. So uh, Dash, other than being into climate activism and making videos, what other interests do you have? I'm sure it would be very interesting. So I'm really curious to know about that. So, uh, so as I said that uh, in the free time, I started to engage with YouTube videos, watching them and learning editing styles. With that, I obviously also came across uh, multiple subjects of history, multiple periods of history that I learned through YouTube. And uh, earlier, I had never really had an interest in uh, history in school at least, because school textbooks are a little weird to be honest. And they were not really fun, but uh, with access to YouTube, I started learning a lot and diving a lot into uh, history, the past, different different periods, different different art movements. It was pretty fun. And uh, while I was exploring uh, my interest in history, I came across multiple historical archives and I read some uh, old books. And when I say old, I mean like almost ancient. I, I read books from the 19th century. They were, I was not able to understand or uh, fathom their English. But uh, yes, it was pretty fun. Just looking at those uh, brown colored pages. And that fathom was the word I used to express the English that these books used. It was pretty horrifying, but it was also pretty fun. I'm not sure if fathom is the right word to be used there. Apologies to any English teacher watching this. Uh, so, yes, historical archives were pretty interesting. And uh, I came across few books even while I was researching for the Lakshadweep video. Some from 1920s pretty fun they had a lot of explanations which i was actually not able to find in many other places so uh, that exploration was interesting and that just uh, added more to my interest in history as a whole and then this history uh, this learning of history and learning of different periods and different ideas brought me to an existential crisis let me elaborate on that now so uh, when I was reading through different periods, it automatically transformed into multiple questions about the modern society, uh, multiple questions about uh, modern social structures. And uh, uh, as my this interest in history evolved, I also started to learn a lot about uh, the past structures, social structures, past societies, uh, past movements, like let's say the Renaissance or the Enlightenment. And uh, these gave me some questions, some really huge questions about the modern society, the modern social structures, and an existential crisis, thinking about those questions. And uh, I would say that's uh, essentially where my interest in uh, philosophy started to develop. For example, one question that I always have is that, will democracy survive? 
because democracy is a new idea a part of the modern age every age in history has ended at some point even the darkest ones even the best ones they have ended at some point so if this one ends what kind of end would that be and what would be after this okay this is really interesting i love the part how your inquisitive nature made you uh, do so intensive research that you went back to ancient books and then you uh, did a thorough research over there and then of course it led to some existential crisis also okay keeping that aside uh, that you mentioned about your uh, interest in philosophy also that developed i would love to know if you have any favorite philosopher that you follow or some ideologies that you follow something that you want to talk about uh, about that so uh philosophers like i really love one philosopher which is uh, sort of like he's a common interest among among anyone who loves philosophy uh, it's socrates obviously why do i love him well the best way to explain that would be that we share the same questions about democracy and we share an existential crisis about the society except that he was killed by democracy i really hope i won't be okay that that's really interesting like i'm i like how the way you are tweaking it to you uh with your interest that makes sense so uh darsh given so many varied interests that you have where do these interests come from i mean you have like a lot you know from one area to another from philosophy to video editing from climate activism to to a lot of lot of other interests so i would love to know where are these uh, interests rooting from coming from so uh about my interest i am not really sure where i get it from because uh, in my family at least there has never been uh, this sort of interest in uh, social sciences and humanities but maybe i can connect it to the fact that my mom uh, was a librarian i'm not exactly sure if i can but let's just do it apart from that uh I when I joined the new school uh, in class 6th uh, this new school had a new environment like it was uh, uh, more focused on extra activities sustainability was sort of like a part of the curriculum and uh, maybe I can say that it was there that I started uh, developing this interest apart from that maybe I can thank uh, the algorithm of the social media things that I use that they directed me to the side of the internet that's uh, filled with uh, this kind of stuff and not the weird kind of stuff if you get me i think i get you but uh, if if all right all right we're not going to get into it so uh, that makes sense <clears throat> i think i get you i i think i do definitely get you so uh, and dash that's a really a very beautiful explanation i think you definitely might have gotten from your mother given um, she is librarian Okay Dash with that we are almost to the end of the podcast so i'm really curious to know has it ever been a time that you were sharing something that you wish to do in the future or maybe like you were talking about your interests or your dreams or something like that with an adult but you were disregarded just because of your age and uh, disregarded with the fact that you were a kid you know when you're talking about that um, any any of your dream any of your interest so uh, what's your take on that and Is there any message that you would like to give to the adults who actually invalidate the children's dreams like that? Uh so uh, on a personal level I have not really faced it much. Like uh I uh, thankfully had a more uh, supportive environment around me. Not always I can say that there have been times when not exactly from a family but yes I have experienced this sort of you are a kid and this and that. Now first thing I would like to say that your age doesn't really define how you perceive things uh 
if I'm researching something, I have a brain, so I can definitely process what I'm reading. I can definitely process uh, everything that is being presented in front of me. It might be, might uh, take some time, but I can understand it. And uh, to invalidate someone just because of their age is pretty horrible, because like uh, age cannot really determine how much your brain functions. That's really not how. I believe that's not how biology works. Except for that, uh, there are, uh, but I do know many kids, many people who have faced this. Not just this, but uh, being forced into a sort of career that they don't want just because their interests are different. This is very prevalent in many places, uh, disregarding someone's interests, disregarding someone's uh, aspirations. So I believe that. Uh, I can't say that this must stop and it will stop the other day. But what I can say is that it really doesn't help anyone. A, a parent or an adult is necessarily just satisfying his own interests, their own interests by forcing that. They are not uh, satisfying the interests of the child. The child is not a property. The child has its has uh, their own interests. The child has their own things to explore. And when you force something into that, two very basic factors. If they would go ahead with that, they would never really feel happy about it. They're not going to be very productive in that. And second, it really helps. Uh, it really uh, hampers someone mentally. So there is not really much of a point in doing that. And when a kid, a teenager, comes with an idea, even if it's a little absurd, because I have had absurd ideas at different times don't invalidate it but rather give them more information on the subject they might be able to reform it refine it into something more useful and in the modern world opportunities are expanding they are vast they are expanding even further so uh, i don't think that there would be any space where one person would not be able to practice their interests obviously there are clear disparities in the society i can say this from a very privileged position some people might not be able to say it for obvious reasons they, we all don't come from an equal society but uh, whatever we can we must be trying to uh, and organizations which are uh, really into uh, building a better society they can uh, work on this better in uh, you know consultation with schools so we need to transform the way we conduct kids the way we uh, look at their uh, ideas their aspirations and uh, i will elaborate a little more on that point with the most specific example now i am not into gaming like i literally am not into gaming but i have a ton of friends who are who clearly are and they are very interested in that that stuff so uh, that is a very complicated subject in india i don't know why they the parents brush it off as if like gaming can't be an industry or a career making thing even though it's literally in front of us the, the data the statistics the figures are all in front of us it is an industry it can uh, help in multiple ways you can do anything by being a gamer you can do anything by being a game developer and these are just two of the examples that i'm giving in this industry so obviously i'm not saying that give them 24 hours a day to do whatever they want that obviously hampers everything if whatever we are doing we shouldn't be do doing it 24 hours but don't invalidate that interest don't brush off that interest because that interest is genuine and there is an industry on that path so yeah that was just a little more specific example on that uh, so yeah 
I think that was a really very great answer to the question. I mean, you pretty much covered everything that uh, I personally would have doubt after that. And Darsh, thank you so much for this very enlightening conversation right from the beginning till the end. I don't know about others, but I personally learned a lot, a lot about your interests and a lot about something um, known as opening up your mind. So I think that's something that I personally learned from you and I cannot thank you enough. Once again, I would just... Uh, thank you on behalf of Project Up. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation and this really, really, really enlightening conversation. I hope you j enjoyed just as much as I did this conversation. So, yeah. I really enjoyed being here. Like, it was amazing. Being this open about something, being uh, able to openly share it, being able to openly express it, it was amazing. That means a lot to us. Thank you so much for this. Wishing you very good luck for your future. Thanks once again. So that was Darsh for the fourth episode of our podcast. We hope you equally love this conversation. Please make sure you follow us on our social media and stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. And as always, signing off with what's most important, the heart that matters.